what's up guys today we have a special episode me and erica live in studio so you know the vibes are already there so please uh listen to this podcast share this podcast subscribe we're available on all streaming platforms uh, that are readily available to you um google podcast apple podcast spotify um we're even available on facebook so please find us connect with us share the podcast and continue to grow with us and continue to be a real hawks fan and enjoy what up bro what up man what's going on uh shoot man you you know we we kicking it we doing our thing we you know it's it's the nba right now and it's a quarter way through the season um the hawks are you know we are back on our winning ways we've won in seven of our last eight and uh i think what what do you think we doing how do you think we doing Oh man, we're doing well. We're doing well, man. We, you know, we we bounced back from a bad losing streak on a on a road trip, and you know, we was all frustrated. You know, talking about the Hawks, sorry, this and that, and now you know we back to the good life, man. We winning games. Trey Young is killing it. Uh, the rotations looking good. Um, we dealing with some injuries, a lot of injuries. We're dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're out there, man. Like it's, it's good. It's good. Um, for me, I think, I think that we're just, we're in a different place than we were where we have a new goal. I think, uh, I heard one opinion that we were actually maybe trying out some rotations in the beginning of the season. Like I, I know Nate probably saw the schedule and was like, and this West Coast swing gonna be a, a murder on us. So let's while we out here, let's at least try out some rotations and see what kind of works for us. And but due to injuries, I don't think we're able to necessarily see the full capabilities of it. But um, I think we definitely have found some um, <clears throat> something that works for us. Which one thing I would like to say, Kevin, Kevin Herter is like the man. For me, like yeah. Kevin, Kevin Hurt is the man. Like I think he should definitely be a starter. Like for real, Kevin Hurt is uh, hey man, that's a, that's a bad motherfucker, man. That, <laughs> think about it, man. Here's what I like about Kevin. Like we don't have to, we don't have to beg him to score anymore. You know what I mean? Like it used to be a time, you know. Well, shoot, all up until his whole career up until now, we knew he could score. We knew he could shoot. We knew he had, you know, he could, he can handle the ball. He can dribble. He can get a shot. But it was like. He only did it when, you know, the team absolutely needed him to do it and begged him to do it. Like, he never just came out and looked for his own shot. He was always just kind of happy to pass the ball. And, you know, but now, you know, ever since, you know, when you send when you send Philadelphia home on the game seven, maybe that make you feel different. You know what I mean? So, it's ever since then, you know, he been, he, he's, been, he's been good. And the thing about him is – the chemistry between him and Trey Young and John Collins makes that starting lineup work. Um, I think it helps unlock Trey and Kevin kind of help unlock each other in a sense. Uh, 
I was uh, watching part of their uh, post-game interview against the Pacers. Him and uh, Kevin and um, um, John actually went to the podium together. And um, John was saying how, you know, just Kevin Hurt is he's a really good player. That's the reason he, he, he can play with the starters and play with the bench because he's just a really good basketball player, you know. And I think we have, yeah, uh, we definitely given him our fair share of, like, you know, we've been disappointed in Kevin Hurt in the past because we've seen the, the flashes of him, man. You see the yeah. six, seven lanky dude who – necessarily isn't just a shooter. And I think he proved that. I think we both saw that from day one. Like, okay, he's not just a white boy shooter. He can actually handle the ball a little bit. He can pass. And he got some game, man. He got, he got that mid-range just coming. He's he's pulling out more and more. And I want him to get deeper into his bag, man. I, I, I really want that for him. But, um, <clears throat> it, I mean... I think we we both been kind of tossing this subject around about um, Trey Young and him being what we think is possibly the second best point guard in the NBA based on whatever your definition of a point guard is. You know, that's very uh, – that number of ranking can vary. But, yeah. like – yeah, yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you think about that, man? Tell me, tell me. So here's here's what I think, bro. Because like earlier this week, you know, I wanted to, I wanted us to have a conversation of, you know, what I'm saying Trey Young, you know, has he eclipsed um, Damian Litter, mm-hmm. right? Like, has he, you know, because for the longest, you know, well, for the entirety of Trey Young's career, it's been. The hierarchy in the NBA has pretty much been Steph as the best point guard. And then, like, Dame has established himself as, like, that second best point guard after, after you know what I'm saying, Steph Curry. Now, you know, you, you got to include Chris Paul in the point guard conversation, especially, you know, shit, the man went to the NBA Finals last year. But still, you know, we kind of had – he was on the back burner. You know, if you ask a casual fan in the NBA, the best point guard is Steph Curry. You ask them who else is good, they're probably going to say Dame Lillard. If they're stuck in the past, they'll say Russ Westbrook. That's fine. But Dame and Steph have been the one and two combo. And now, like we were talking about it, like I always aspire, I always had aspirations of seeing Trey Young become as efficient as Dame. Mm. And like if he could if he could be as efficient of a scorer as Dame, then I just thought like there was no way that he wouldn't be like the best point guard in the league. And now you know, I want to, you know, I was like, dang, it's, it's, you look at Dame's stats, they're down. Yeah. And, you know, we, this ain't the first week of the season now. Like, we're about 23, 24 games in. Right, right. And he, he still ain't, he still ain't caught his rhythm yet. Yeah, and all these games are just going to continue to average on top of each other. So it's more like this first. 20 something game kind of you know your averages aren't really going to move too much off of these numbers that you're seeing on the screen they might move 0.1 or 0.2 here or there but this is pretty much what your guy is for the rest of the season and trey young is a 26.9 assist guy on what like 48 to 48 percent from the field like 46 percent from the field like 38 percent from three like the guy is really having one of those just all around good seasons. We all know. I mean, he's gonna be an all star. I think we can both say that. Gotta be. 
You got to be an all-star. And, you know, is he, he's definitely a top, he's definitely a top five player in the East. I'll say that. As far as point guards go, if you consider like, you know, uh, we were both just saying, you know, Luka's having a worse season than him. I know that's his main comparison. Luka is considered a point guard or guard, whatever you want to consider him. Um, but Trey Young is having a better season and better season than uh, Dane, Rush, outside of Steph Curry, who is a point guard. He's not, yeah. I mean, like he's really having the best point guard season, you know, best, most consistent point guard season. He's been there and he's been playing well. Yeah, it's like he had, he came out the gate slow, which, you know, it seems like he does all the time, right? Um, but ever since then, he figured it out. You know what I mean? Like, it was like maybe the first five or so games of the season, he wasn't, you know what I mean? His efficiency just, you know, whatever. He, he wasn't making as many shots as he normally would. But ever since then, man, he just, it clicked. And especially, especially, like, within the last, like, ten games. Like, within, like, the last ten games, it's like he went from kind of cold to he was warming up. And then with the last ten games, he just been, like, hot. And, like, some of it, again, I think kind of goes back to that chemistry he has with Kevin Herter now that he's in the mm-hmm. starting lineup. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence it's that, you know, DeAndre gets hurt, Kevin comes into the starting lineup, and now Kevin, John, and Trey are just, like, all just hooping. Right. Just I, hooping. These guys definitely have a, a certain level of comfortability around each other to where you can tell that, you know, they know who, like, the real core of the team is. Like, who's the big – like, I think the team is kind of built around, like, Kev, John, and Trey. Like, that's the yeah. – it's, yeah. you know, that was the – Schlink, when he got, you know, you got John Collins in one draft and you got Kev and Trey in the next draft, you, 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 you start to think, okay, man, maybe I got some with these three guys. We want to be the new Golden State or whatever. And now we're here, and it's, like, definitely a, a good sight to see. And, I, I mean, I like to see Kevin Herter in the starting lineup. I think we all do. I think all Hawks fans kind of enjoy seeing Kevin Herter in the starting lineup. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. It's a beautiful thing. But, you know, like, back to what you're saying about top point guards in the NBA, man, it's like, so Trey's put himself in a couple of discussions, right? Mm-hmm. First one is what you said. Who's the best point guard in the NBA? The second one is, you know, who's like the top 10 players, like the MVP race? Mm. Like who's, you know, it's, it's way too early. Like I'm the biggest person to say, I don't even think about the MVP until after Christmas. Mm. You know what I mean? Like once you get to that second half of the season, you really, really get to see who's, you know, you know, carrying teams and doing the most. But it's fun to talk about it early in the season. I mean, why not? You know, I'm not a, but, you know, I, I don't put much weight into it. Because they make the decision further on in the season. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're talking Trey Young is not only one of the best point guards in the league. I mean, come on, bro. We got the stats right here. 46.6% from the field. That's his highest of his career. This dude might be my most improved player. Man, he's shooting 38.8%. That's that's by by a long stretch, the, the highest mark of his career. 89.5% from free throws. Again, the highest mark of his career. Of course, the numbers can change over the course of the season. But still, you know, it's these numbers. And, and we're talking about on 26.3 points a game 
and we got over nine assists a game. He's averaging a steal a game. He, His turnovers are down. Everything turnovers like, down, man. I and mean, he's he's just having a really good season. And yeah. I think, um the team's winning. The team got a winning winning. record, right? And we're we're back into the what seventh seed, or it's, you know we're creeping back up there. Yeah, and man. We're having one of those. I think we're definitely about to go on a run. Like this is the second stretch of the season. Uh, you know, the first twenty games are over with. We're about to go into that second stretch where you know this this is where teams kind of form more of their identity of how they're going to play. They already kind of know the you know what doesn't work necessarily yeah. because you know we've seen the teams that the cream is rising to the the top. The Bucks they've won eight straight. The Hawks have won seven straight. You know, Golden the teams that are that are meant to be winning or meant to be good. They're they're going on these winning streaks. They're starting to win. They're starting to figure it out a little bit more. The teams that are you know up and down, you're you're seeing them. And the teams that were quick risers and dropping off now, we we see what's happening to them. But anything can change over the course of the season. Yeah, we went on a six game losing streak, and then we went on like a seven game winning streak. Yeah. Winning streak and you know, lost one and one another one after that. So, anything can happen over the course of a season. Do I hope we continue our winning ways? Of course, I'm a Hawks fan and I would love for that to happen. But I just think with Trey Young as the head of the snake and the way these guys have been playing around him, I don't see why we can't be still a top four seed. Like, man, we're gonna get there, we're gonna get there because I mean. It's some good teams, man. Like it's to me, like you know, people talk about parity in football, the NFL, right? Like, oh, they want parity in the league. You want to watch a game and have a feeling that no matter what NFL game you watch, you know, you never know who's going to win, right? Um, and that's something that you know the NBA has never had. Right? The NBA has never had parity. Like it's always been elite team, like a handful of elite teams, and they'll whoop anybody any night. And you got a couple of like terrible teams that would just lose. Every night, like when they win, you be like, man, them boys, you know, Minnesota won. Like, you know what I mean? Be like, damn, like yeah. the terrible teams are there. Bobcats, right? Like you just like that's always been the NBA. And then you have some guys that you, you have some teams that you know are like they're gonna make the playoffs. They might make the second round, but they're not really gonna. All they're gonna do is just give a challenge to the elite teams to right. get them ready for the finals. This year. This shit feel different, man. Like yeah, it's, it feel different. I feel an upset coming. Like I almost feel an upset. I feel like it's it's gonna happen. I feel like it may be in the East. I would not be surprised if an upset happens in like the like even the first or second round where a team that we all thought was gonna be there, yeah. maybe Brooklyn, Milwaukee, or something like that, a team that we all thought was gonna be there is gonna get knocked out kind of early. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna feel because it's. Okay, Brooklyn, we seeing how they, they need Kyrie back. This boy ain't vaccinated. This boy is not vaccinated. Okay? Just get the facts, Just get, get it. They got the Omari on there. We cannot have. Like, come on, man. Just take the shot, let's Kai. Like, let's, let's take it and let's move on just, from that. And you guys can be on the court. Make it too big of a deal out of this, bro. Actually, you know moving towards winning the championship. But I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan, so we're not going to speak on that. It is crucial that 
you know, the Hawks kind of position themselves right in this Eastern Conference so we can get matched up with a, a I mean, there's a path to the Eastern Conference Finals here, and I think we we have another path back there. And I want us to definitely uh It definitely that, man. But like the the thing I'm trying to say is like it's it's so many good teams that you can't really you know what I mean, you can't really just even begin to think who you would match up with in the playoffs right now. Like you can't even begin to think, you know what I mean, like what would be the first round or the second round because everything could change, man. Like everything could change uh, in two weeks. Like whoever's in six, like we're, we're in like seventh place now, man, we could be in first place this time in two weeks. Like that's how like, that's how much shit could change if you go on a winning streak and then somebody else lose like four or five games. Like, and it's possible just because the talent is spread out so much in the league. Like it's, I want Kyrie to stay home, man. Like I feel like, you know what I mean? Like the Nets, and the Bucks are kind of figuring out, you know, what they need to do to get healthy. And well, man, I don't know the Nets. The Nets, the Nets are good because of, of Kevin Durant. But, but anyway, the Nets are good. Doggone the Bucks. You know, what I mean, they're figuring out. You know, after a slow start, they're getting back to what they were supposed to be. Uh, we know the Warriors and we know the Suns are legit in the motherfucker. Like they are. Yeah. Boy, they, they legit. They are. The Warriors have kind of gone back in the championship form. Somehow, yeah. some way, yeah, uh, they found that magic again. Yeah, and the Suns are just kind of eating off of that last year high, man. And I feel like they're definitely showing that they're gonna get a lot of wins, man. Yeah, definitely, they yeah. might get up to sixty. I didn't think a team would actually do it. They yeah. were saying the team wouldn't do it this year because of parity. Yeah, but man, I think they, them teams might be up there. They just don't lose very often, man. And we have that kind of we have that kind of environment going on. You don't know who's gonna make it out of the East. I don't know who's gonna make it out of the East right now. Like I don't think the Nets can like really beat the Bucks. And you know, what I mean, I, I respect the Bucks. Like the Bucks should make it out of the East, but the Bucks and Nets psh, with no Kyrie, it's probably the Bucks. Really? But. Hawks might take out the Nets if they get them in the playoffs. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like right. what is that, that? Well, that don't even happen because the Hawks take out the Nets, or the Bulls might surprise somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy. So the, I think Atlanta, man, we like so if, if, if kind of going back to the MVP, the way too early MVP. I'm not gonna call it the MVP race. I'm gonna call it the best Hooper race right now because right. that, that's all. That's, that's what we're talking right, about. Right, right. Who, who's the best right now? Like MVP comes later. Right. Who, who balling the hardest right now? Who is the best player? Who who is like that guy? And in, in the that guy list, what's your top five? My top five, he's Steph. You know, he just had like twelve points on horrible efficiency. Yeah. Like, um, Steph, uh, KD. Uh, whew. what is Bradley Beal doing? <laughs> Because <laughs> the, the Wizards, I'm looking at the Wizards sitting up here at 14 and 8, and I'm like, what, what, what is what is going on? Actually, I'm going to give some to Giannis, too, man. Um, give some love to Giannis. And shit, I got to go Trey Young, man. I really got to go Trey Young. That's how I feel, man. I feel well. Uh, was that four or five? You said, I said uh, you said Steph, KD, yeah. Giannis, Trey Young, and. 
Chris Paul slash Devin Booker slash DeAndre Ayton. I'm just getting <laughs> give all them. They get a group. They get trophy. A, yeah, like the the Hawks in 15 in the they group. The group. Of the month. Uh, so what about LeBron? LeBron, LeBron's been too in and out for me right now, man. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I got to see a consistent run on LeBron. I know he was uh, he he was out for two weeks with yeah. you know his core thing. Then he you know just got back, got suspended, just got back from that, got COVID. Yeah. It's like okay, I got to see you for about 10, 15 games. Ooh. Yeah. LeBron's gonna get his just due. We all know who LeBron is. LeBron, when he has played, he has still proven that he's a, a top three or five player in the NBA at, on any given night. And yeah. We know in the playoffs what LeBron is already. So I'm not, you know, it's LeBron. You can, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no NBA conversation <laughs> that can't have LeBron in it, and it can have LeBron in. You can literally put yeah. him in there in almost any NBA conversation. That's it, man. That's okay. And I, I got the same people, um, mm-hmm. except I didn't, I didn't have a, the Phoenix trio, but I had LeBron um, when healthy, right? Like you know, and you know, the order can flip flop around. Who's that guy? I think Steph is a popular choice to be that guy because he's just ridiculous right now, man. Um, and his team is. But if you gotta give Steph credit for the, the team being eighteen and three, Chris Paul gotta get. Same, if not right. equal to my credit. That's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I said, I say Chris Paul says that because I feel like all yeah. of them are doing it. I don't think just they, one guy is just doing that. Eight, 18 yeah. straight wins. And that's the thing. Same thing with uh, Golden State. They got one of the, one of the best defenses in the NBA. So it's like, not as, of course, Steph is the leader, but they play great defense and they're really playing as a team. It's crazy. Um, Steph leads leading scoring, Chris Paul leads leading assists. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's and different ways. Like top three yeah, he's right in the midst right with right both, both of those. So that's, he's like a blend of those guys. You, right. you blend them together and you got a trait. Right. Dang, it's really, crazy. It really is. Like, you know, Chris. he's like the Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Steve Nash, all a little bit of everything at once. And, yeah. you know, this – this yeah. mid-range game of his has definitely got my attention, man. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm all here for it. Hell yeah, man. Me too, cause he is efficient. Like he, he can hit that shot whenever he wants it. Yeah, I mean, you take it along. You think about it. You shoot way far back from 35, 40 feet, like not 40, uh, 25, 30 feet, whatever. You you shooting way far back there. You can easily step in. You got it. You got that space off the pick and roll all the time. You can just easily even it's right before floater range because we all know Trey likes to get his floaters off, yeah. and sometimes he gets it all the way to the rim because he's like lightning quick. And you know we saw him shake a dude up the other night against the Indiana Pacers. But I mean, hey, he can, he has that in his bag, and he can definitely hit a shot from that range and I'm okay with him taking it. And especially if you, like you were saying, he's not getting any foul calls right now. And they're not gonna give that to him. So he's got he's gonna have to make them either call it, make them foul him. They're gonna have to come out and guard that shot. Got to. And it's it's man, the thing is like so if it if he could dunk like John Moran, he could literally do everything on offense you could ask of any player. <laughs> like, that's like the only thing that's missing from his game. If, now that he, he, he's a wizard of a passer. Like, come on, we know he can get any pass off anytime. And 
I can't imagine defending him, bro, because he can pass and will pass. It's not like that's like his uh might try to get a couple assists and no, like he's every single play, he might be looking for the lob, he might be trying to hit the open shooter, or he might score. So how do you defend him? Because now he might he might hit a step back, he might hit the three, he might hit the mid-range, he might get the floater, he might take it all the way to the hoop. Like it's what? You can do it on the left side of the court, the right side of the court from the logo. Yeah. <laughs> from the logo. We, we say this out to the parking lot if necessary. <laughs> right. Like, like, if that's what we need to do. If that's what we need to do, we can take this out to the parking lot. Like, this guy will give you the work, and I think he, he's proven himself. He's proven himself even more and more every single game. Um, I mean, even in that Nick – well, in the Knicks loss, did he have a – what type of game did Trey had? Oh, he had a pretty good game. Yeah. You know, he just didn't have the help because of, yeah. Yeah, his homies got hurt. Yeah, and he's had pretty good games. I know he uh, – I think he went cold in that Indiana game down the stretch, but still he had a really good game in, like, the second um, – that second quarter. Yeah. But he's – I mean, he's had these stretches where he just gets hot. I mean, that's, that's most NBA players to me where they have these stretches of the game where you they're the baddest man on the planet. You can't stop him. And that's been happening more consistently for Trey Young as of late. And, you know, as long as the Hawks are beneficiaries of it, I'm okay with it, man. Man, I'm super cool with it, man, because I feel like um, – I feel like this is going to be – I know, like, we're, 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 we're NBA fans, so we never go into a season thinking – this season's gonna suck. There's not much. Like every season, I'm like man, this will be a great fucking season. You know what I mean? Not just from a Hawks perspective, but just from the NBA perspective. Like, oh man, this is gonna be. We got the rivalries. We got this team. We got that team. You know, it's gonna be a great season. Um, this like when Clay comes back to the to the Warriors, that's gonna present something interesting because Warriors are eighteen and three without him, and he's got to get that starting two guard spot back. Like that's his. So. You know how do they just keep rolling and just you know keep winning games or does it is it an adjustment period and does that adjustment period allow other teams to catch up? Um, Kyrie's gonna have to figure something out in these. I think you're gonna have to give Clay like the benefit of the doubt and see what he got. And I think you know based on what I've seen, based on past history, I'm not a not gonna sit up like an expert at all. But you know we've seen KD come back. From an injury like that, yeah. and Clay that can't do half the stuff KD can do. He can do he can do stuff at a, he can do stuff in his own way in a high level. He's Clay, but like we all know, KD can shoot on anybody. He's you know he's going running to the rim, he's dunking, he's jumping, he's running, all that. And Clay is a different player. He's a three and D player. I think his slippage may be more on a defensive end. And yeah, I, know, I doubt he's going to be an elite I, defender. Yeah, I, I doubt he's going to be. I think he's always going to be more solid and passable defender. Like, you're, yeah. you know, never going to just never be like a turnstile. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. If you can blow by Kelly. You can blow by Kelly now, you know. You, yeah, you know, and coming off a knee and a Achilles injury, because he had the Achilles injury and had the knee injury before that. Right. Or vice versa, whichever the order happens. Right. Two separate joint injuries. Right. He, you know, he ain't going to come back yeah. the same. And he's older. Right. You're like two you two years away from professional basketball, right? Like the highest level yeah. of basketball that you can possibly play on this planet. And you know, yeah, you're coming down from a pretty big high and yeah, you can get back there, but man, mm-hmm. is it something and now you dropping them off in the middle of a championship run. 
So, if anybody can do it, I expect Clay to do it. Yeah, 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 definitely. And he's not even going to be surprised with himself when he gets it done. He's just going to be like, yo, I mean, that's what I do. Right. So, speaking of injuries, we have a few on the team. Um, Cam is day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, Bogey's going to be out for another, what, three to four weeks or so? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe Christmas before even logically might see him back. Might. And uh, Dre, New Year. And Okongu. We we waiting in his uh, debut and maybe late December in, into the new year, so yeah, I just I hope, I hope Cam comes back pretty soon. Right. If not tomorrow, then the game after that. I hope he comes back. Um, we gonna need him now, because the thing is, you know, like we said, as long as the starting lineup has the core three plus Capella. Right. Starters are fine. The starters are fine. The starters are fine. It's that bench, man. But when you take three guys out of the rotation, the <laughs> bench is bad. The bench is bad. Like, yeah. You got to at least have Cam, man. You got to at you least think that have that they're going to start Cam? Because, but I don't know. Uh, Cabra TLC look good now. I mean, he plays his role. He's good. Yeah. He is good, man. So, uh, Cam, he should definitely start. Um, but... It seems like Nate has his thing about preserving Cam's role as a you know six man type of bench player. So mm-hmm. either way, whether he starts or not, he probably gonna, his minutes will probably increase. Like he's been playing around twenty three minutes a game, they'll probably go up to about thirty. You know what I mean? Even if he doesn't start, because what choice do we have? You know what I mean? With no Bogdanovich really really and don't. no you know DeAndre, like what choice do we have? Cam's got to play thirty minutes a game. Yeah, we don't have any type of any type of anything. Yeah, I mean, no, we don't need any more solo minutes than. than... I mean, solo. I've come to accept it. Solo's gonna play this year. Yeah, solo is just gonna play this year. Like he, you know, I've come to accept that, and I would just wonder when Cam comes back, he's gonna continue coming off the bench, or you know, will Nate kind of see him start because he seemed like Nate just wanted to be like, hey, Cam, your your role is the bench. We need your yeah. role. I want you to kind of. See how you are in a role, like a real role. And I think he benefits from that role the most because he gets more shot opportunities, right? Compared to you know, he plays a fair amount with Trey and the starters, but you know, right? You know, it, it, how that starting group is constructed, he's the last man on total bullet to touch the ball, right? When he's played with the bench, he can do more, he can be more of himself, right? Which helps the team more. So I understand that, but we down bad. Right. So we down bad, and let me just check what we got on the on the upcoming schedule before before we wrap this up, so we can look at a little projection of what's coming up next. Uh, all right, right. Pistons coming back. There we go. No, no, just go to the host page. Come on, app. All right, I should go about this a different way. All right, there we go. Okay, we got seventy Sunday. Hornets, Monday, Minnesota, in Minnesota. Then we got some days off. Then we come back home and play Brooklyn. So that, that, five, that, that just those four games right there, like, if we mess around, we could lose, like, all four of those games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, we can't just bullshit with those games. Like, because Philly, even though MB has, like, super COVID, you know what I mean? He just like, came back, right? Did I hope so, man. He said he wasn't feeling well. Like, COVID kicked his butt. But yeah. either way, yeah, he said COVID had it down bad. Yeah. Like, he – but uh, so, either way, that's a rivalry game. So, I, I, I expect this to beat Philly, but that's a game you can lose if you mess right. around. Charlotte, 
It's a game you can lose if you hey, They just sent the Bucks to the wire. Right. For real. Minnesota. They're they winning games now. They winning games. They're they winning hey, games. That boy Anthony Edwards is something special. He is. He's that boy special. Is, that boy, that's Michael Jordan's son. I don't care what nobody <laughs> say, man. Oh my God. Michael Jordan had a side piece in Atlanta, and boom. Yeah, probably <laughs> he he that man that special. And then we got Brooklyn, and we know we know who Brooklyn is. So yeah, I need Cam to come back and to play a good amount of minutes at a high level. Not right. Not the don't work, don't work until like that. You know the Rockets and the Magic. Yeah, we get the Rockets and the Magic after that, and yeah. that's that's those are two kind of layup games. Yeah. Um, and then you know Denver, Cleveland, Orlando again. So the schedule ain't crazy. But yeah, we can't slip up. We can't slip up right now, especially. I would I wouldn't you know, you say Philly, Man. Charlotte, Minnesota, and Brooklyn. Uh based on our injuries. Three of those games are in Atlanta. Three of those games in Atlanta. So I'm gonna give us we gonna lose one in Atlanta, I feel. Ooh. I feel like me we might lose one but we might pick up one of the bros. So I'm gonna go three and one. Um, who do we play in Atlanta? Uh, everybody except for Minnesota. Okay, so we go to Minnesota. Yeah, we got to go like all the way to cold. Ass I Minnesota. feel like that may, may be the game that we lose. I feel like we <laughs> may win these two at home. Yeah, Philly and um, Philly and Charlotte. You know, we go up to what? 14 oh yeah, when I look at the schedule too. So we play here against Charlotte on Sunday. Fly to Minnesota for a back to back. So, oh yeah, that's second night back to back flying to Minnesota. That's that's a trap game. Yeah, that's a trap game. So we're gonna set that up for that, and then we go back and try to get up for that game. And, um, and then we got a nice little break after that. We got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. So yeah, I think we, it, it's, it's hard for us to win that Minnesota game. Right, it'd be very hard. <laughs> that's an NBA classic NBA track, man. To go from Charlotte to Minnesota, why, why? Right. Why? Right. <laughs> why? So, and, then, and then come back to Atlanta. Like, why? I mean, I'm sorry. Go from Atlanta to Minnesota and then back to Atlanta. Why? Right. I just, yeah, okay, that's so, the schedule makers for you. Yeah. I, I definitely hope uh, we we start, we get some players back for those games because, uh, Dad, we're going to need it. Uh, I, we can't afford any more injuries right now. Uh, we haven't seen any of the G League guys too much. Throughout all these rash of injuries, uh, we've really only seen the G League guys in some of the blowouts. Like, you know, they, they got to be pretty blowout, blowout. Yeah. It's, it's not, no. <laughs> Even if they're up 10 with a minute to go, it's like, it's still like, nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. The game's pretty much got to be in the bag for any of the rookies to touch the court. What do you think uh, Nate McMillan's strategy is with, like, some of the rookies, man? I think that's how you're supposed to do it when you're a team that wants to win a championship. Like, you just can't – it's unrealistic to say I'm a championship team, but also I'm trying to get my rookies minutes. Like, that, those who, those who things just don't match. Like, you look at the Spurs when they was, like, in the finals every other year, like, rookies didn't play. It just Damn. didn't happen. Like, Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, like, that 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 was dudes giving you the work. Like, they, there was no draft pick coming in helping them out. You know what I mean? Like, Kobe's Lakers – yeah, even Golden State when they went on their run, like that was no, like rookies was not coming in, getting twenty minutes a game, like nah, that that's that's the unfortunate uh, happenstance of when you as a rookie get drafted to a team that wants to win a ring, you're not gonna get that many minutes, right? Unless there's a bunch of and 
that's what they, also that's the benefit of the G League. Right. Like back in the day, them boys were just on the bench. Oh yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> at least that's now great. these boys can play some basketball. Yeah, they can actually go play some basketball, get some burn in. I think that that's I mean, you know, just continue sharpening up on them skills. All you Jalen yeah. Johnson fans and Sharif Cooper fans, just hold steady and hold tight, man. We because uh, uh I, but I, I think, you know, if it depends on how long uh well if Cam comes back, I think they'll ride it out. But uh you know, it depends on how long Cam is out. But I think he still had them boys down in College Park. Yeah, man. Him, they said that they're not going to be playing with the team unless <laughs> there are more injuries. Like, he has zero plans. Zero plans of getting Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper in the game. Dang. Ain't going to happen. Yeah, he, he's uh, – okay. Yeah, All right, like, them, them, he said them boys got to – you know, work on some stuff. Work on some stuff because, yeah, you're right, man. With the rookies, you can't – because, you know, rookies are bad. Everyone knows yeah. rookies, rookies are bad. Like, you literally have to relearn almost how to play basketball, I feel like. Yeah. And you're probably playing it at the highest level that you could ever imagine. And you're, it's it's just another – it's a whole other level. So – Yeah. And you're playing at the highest level with a team playing – at a higher level trying to get to it like it's it's there's it's, no room for mental errors just right. mistakes and that's what you can be as talented as you want and i think Jalen johnson's probably one of the most talented dudes i've seen but mentally like he played like what five or six college games right come on man you used you was just in high school not too long ago man i can't right. have you out here messing up rotations and, and now you know we, we get down 10 from, points we get enough of that from cam we got i think he had Coach had room for one in the rotation this year, which would be Cam, I think. He, he said, I know I'm going to get a little variance with Cam. I'm right with the, you know, everybody else. I can, you know, I'm going to take what I get, but Cam is probably going to be my – I feel like that's why he kind of keeps Cam in that role of being on the bench saying, mm-hmm. that's, this is your role. I want you to carve it out, see if you can make it your own. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about growing from that role, you know, or something like that possibly. But, like, you know, go ahead and, you know, settle into your role. You come in and you do your thing and, you know, knowing that, okay, you're going to get these minutes. If you, you, you're going to get this 20, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You, if you come in and you turn the ball over, you play bad, your team loses. Yeah, not, all these, now they're going to be looking at you. But don't say it wasn't because you weren't getting minutes or you weren't, you know, doing whatever because you're out here now. So, I think that's just the role Cam is in and the role that, you know, Jalen Johnson and some of the, you know, Sharif Cooper and whoever they, they'll be in eventually, you know. So um, that's my thoughts on that situation. Yeah. Any um, any other thoughts or whatever closing arguments today? No, nah, man, I think we're good. Can't wait to uh, see us get this W tomorrow. See us get this W. I think we uh this next four game stretch. I said three and one. What's you going? Yeah, three and one's good. Three and one is good. So we um well we'll we'll be what fifteen and no yeah, fifteen and eleven or so. But um I think that's it for today, guys. Uh thank you for joining us on another great episode of a real Hawks fans podcast. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. Thank you 
thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, guys, thank you for listening to another great episode of a Real Hawks Fans podcast. Me and Eric got a chance to sit down together in person, and um, we're, we're going to be bringing you some more of those episodes together and um, just dive in deep with the Hawks. You know we're Real Hawks fans over here. I want you to continue to subscribe to the podcast, continue to get those listens up, those shares, all of that. That interaction, that uh, interaction and um, engagement is very important for our podcast growth. So continue to do that. Subscribe on all your streaming platforms and listen to all, uh, listen to the podcast on all available streaming platforms. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And just continue to be a real Hawks fan with us, guys. Peace.